The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Good morning and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Hit Pastor Billy Hahn Jr. Thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XD TV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KB TV channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9 is South Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZGO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada, and Wyoming. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503, in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church located at 1043 Middle Street is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with the sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon, a landmark in Cali for 98 years. And our prayer to all, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August 4, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hansen, in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. As we enter into a new year, we are reminded of the things past and the anticipation of things to come. But we must come to the realization that soon our time here on earth will run out. 
Today is the day of salvation, if you will but hear His voice. He is the only one who can bring all the joys of heaven and earth into your heart. Our church choir, under the leadership of Emilia Hong, will sing for you this encouraging song entitled, Jesus Brought Me Out, featuring Alicia Spodkaff on the trombone and Shayla Spodkaff on the trumpet. Accompanying our choir will be Edith Matsuki on the piano and Rose Pohaku Carter on the organ. Jesus. 
devote our lives to diligently serve the Lord with our time, talents, money, and resources, God will reward, for God rewards faithfulness. The men and women of our church band under my direction will offer praise and thanksgiving unto Jesus with this majestic tune entitled, Flight of Valor.
to God as a sweet-smelling incense are the words sung this morning by our soloist, trusty associate pastor, Emmons Sr. Listen as he sings his powerful song entitled, Majesty. Accompanying our soloist will be associate pastor, Marvin Living on the bass, Mason Asano singing the guitars, Iris Locke on the drums, and yours truly on the piano. Worship his majesty unto Jesus be all glory, power, and praise. Majesty. Majesty, 
worship his majesty Jesus who died now glorified king of all kings so Jesus the King, majesty, worship his majesty, Jesus who died, now glorified, King of all kings, Jesus who died, King of all kings. Our days on earth is vastly approaching the end, viewers, but be comforted by the words in 2 Thessalonians 2, verses 1 and 2. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto him, that he be not so soon shaken in mind, or be troubled neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Lending ear to the delightful voices of our church choir, singing this comforting song entitled, The Coming of the Lord, featuring Sally Spodacaf on the flute, Hannah Asano and Seth Asano the Jr. on the cellos, and Emmeline Asano and Sherry Spodacaf on the violins. Please join in singing as the words appear on your television screen. Yeah. 
The deep inner peace we experience comes only from knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of our faith. As we continue to read his words daily, it will strengthen us, each of us, to testify to others about the Lord's coming and how we must be ready to meet Jesus in the air by being blood-washed, water-washed, spirit-filled, and living the life. The string section of our church band will play We Shall Be Witnesses.
I'm going to do it. Associate Pastor Marvin and Sherlyn are being this morning. We'll lift the name of Jesus on high in this heartwarming song entitled, Sometimes Alleluia. Accompanying our duet will be yours truly on the piano. It gives me great pleasure to dedicate this wonderful number to Mr. and Mrs. Joseph and Kelly Gosselin of Maui. May Jesus continue to pour out bountiful blessings upon you and your family in this life and that to come. Have a fantastic Sunday. Sometimes alleluia, sometimes praise the Lord, sometimes gently singing, our hearts in one accord. Oh, let us lift our voices, look toward the sky and start to sing. Greetings in the sweet name of Jesus. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I would like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning 
from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV channel 28 in Eureka, from 7 to 8 a.m. on channel KVME channel 20 in Los Angeles San Bernardino, from 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon, from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and Paso, Nevada, and Wyoming, from 5, 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning the schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanero Sr. in Kanakai, Molokai, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloi in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Kuloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. At our Maui Branch Church in Lahaina, Maui, services are held every second Sunday of the month. You are welcome to attend these services, regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to spot these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now, I'd like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his Spirit-directed and Spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. Once again, we stand in the divine presence of God, hand in hand, ready to embark into another year with the Lord. God encourages us to enter this year with praise and thanksgiving and look forward by faith to the promises set before us and especially the glorious hope of the church, which is the approaching return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Every view of the past year surfaces many a dark cloud, which have burst over the fortunes of nations and individuals as well. We have heard of wars, disasters like earthquakes and hurricanes, famines, pestilences, catastrophes, pandemics, which have claimed the homes, businesses, and lives of many unexpectedly. Can any of these be attributed to God's wrath upon mankind? The foundations upon which America was formed has deteriorated. Thusly, we live in an atmosphere in which God has been forgotten and his statutes forsaken. Nevertheless, we must continue in our quest to win souls for Jesus. It has thus far been a real privilege for me in these past years to be invited into your homes to share God's word with you, and today is no exception. Thus, my sermon this morning is entitled, No Time Left. 
In these closing days of time, the signs around us in earth and in the air point to the next most phenomenal event that is going to take place upon this earth, the coming of Jesus Christ in clouds of glory, to catch away his waiting bride, to dwell in that bright, supernal mansion he has prepared on high. For our first scripture reading this morning, let us turn to John 14, 1 through 4. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, ye know, and the way, ye know. Death will not be able to enter the place which God has prepared for us. And this we are assured of, that this is the joy and glorious destiny of the church. The dead in Christ, who neath us lie, shall be caught up first, and we who are living shall be translated. Time's clock is striking the hour, and yes, the time has run out indeed. Never since the world began has time been so precious. Days, night, hours, and minutes go by like shadows on the grass. The grains of sand in our God's great hourglass are running low, thus warning all the world, today is the day of salvation, if you will but hear his voice. Tomorrow may be too late. The signs that are very apparent across the face of the land are indicative of his return, urging the unbeliever, the backslider, the lukewarm, as well as the sickness of the children of God to continue to work out one's salvation with fear and trembling. In these critical times, I urge you to avoid procrastination regarding your salvation. Let us read in Mark 1, 14 to 15. Now after that, John was put in prison. Jesus came to Galilee, preached the gospel of the kingdom of God, and saying, the time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye, and believe the gospel. As we can see, Jesus came with a message of salvation, encouraging that one could inherit eternal life, if repentance and faith in him were received. The vital question which must be considered is, are you saved? Although there are many denominations within the Christian realm, as well as the extensions of the Pentecostal body, the Bible tells us very clearly, there is but one way to be saved, and it's the only approved method acknowledged by God that one's heart has fully turned to the Lord. Paul tells us in Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death. However, there is a solution. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. No man can save himself or keep his soul alive. Salvation is only possible through our Lord Jesus Christ, and it must begin with repentance. Let us read in Job 33, 8-12. Surely thou hast spoken in mine hearing, and I have heard the voice of thy words, saying, I am clean without transgression. I am innocent. Neither is there iniquity in me. Before, behold, he findeth occasions against me. He counted me for his enemy. He putteth my feet in the stocks. He marketh all my paths. Behold, in this thou art not just. I will answer thee that God is greater than man. Are we so self-righteous to say that we are without sin or even able to retain our own life? Such thoughts are causing men to take that headlong plunge onto a road of destruction and finally eternal separation. However, God has provided a way of escape from the wrath to come. Let us read in Ephesians 2, 8-9, For by grace are we saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. 
In God, one will find equality. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Jesus spoke of the need for a new birth in his talk with Nicodemus. Even though this Pharisee was a deeply religious man, dedicated and obedient to the law of God, it was necessary for him to be born again into God's family. Man cannot bring about his new birth by his own efforts any more than a baby can cause its own conception. Rebirth is something that God initiates and completes. A man becomes a new creature in Christ Jesus. Apart from the spiritual rebirth, man remains outside of God's family. Let us read in John 3, 3 to 4. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? In John 3, 5, it reads, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. We were conceived in sin, therefore we must be born again into his righteousness in order to be part of his family. The correct biblical interpretation of the term born of water means to be baptized by immersion in the name of Jesus. Water baptism was instituted by Jesus until this very day is still required because it is an action showing a good conscience toward God. In order for one to be baptized, one must go down into the water be buried in it, and then come up out of the water. This is how one is born again. Sprinkling or pouring water over a person is not baptism. Baptism means to dip, immerse, or plunge. Please remember, TV viewers, that it is not the water which washes away your sins, but it is the name and the blood of Jesus which do. To be born of the Spirit is the baptism of the Holy Ghost or speaking in the unknown tongue, as we read in Acts 2.4. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Speaking in tongues is the only way cited in the Bible, which can be used to verify that an individual has received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Jesus tells us in John 7, 37-38, in that last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the Scripture had said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. A phenomenon which is in the minds of many remains unexplained, continues to bear unacceptable worship. However, in spite of what men may think, God established and formed the first church, a result of it on the day of Pentecost. Do you know who that spirit is? It is none other than our Lord Jesus Christ, in the spirit dwelling amongst his people. Other thoughts you may have in your hearts are, why is the name so important? I have already been baptized by immersion, according to Matthew 28, 19. Furthermore, how can you say my sins have not been remitted? Yes, viewers, though you find it difficult to accept, what you may have just said is correct. The name of God is Jesus. When you call upon his name as listed in the books of Acts and Romans, you are recognized the power described in the scriptures, Matthew 28, 18-19. He firmly instructs his disciples to go and teach and baptize converts in his name. I ask you, is Father name a Son or Holy Ghost? They are not. They are titles. However, they are still terms which identify someone in particular. Let us read in 1 John 5, 7. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. In the Bible, there is no reference of anyone being baptized in the titles. 
but there is a reverence to many who were baptized in the name of Jesus. I encourage you to search your scriptures, for in them you will find eternal life. Let us read in Acts 2.38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. To place an additional emphasis on the name, let us read Acts 4.12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. The basis of salvation is found in Mark 16, 16. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. So choose you this day whom he will serve, God or the devil. The narrow way leads to eternal life. The broad way leads to destruction. Therefore, as a word of warning, if you reject Christ and his way, you will not only miss the rapture, but suffer the wrath of God, which has been reserved for the children of disobedience. The time is moving quickly, and the days are being shortened for the very elect's sake. And for the unbeliever and the sinner, your time and distance receiving the return of the Lord is running out. These words are being uttered by all true born-again Christians today. Lord, come quickly. But the Lord holds back the cause of disaster from falling upon the whole world. Why, you ask? It is due to the pure and simple fact that there are souls which have yet to be saved. And it is the faithful prayers of the saints that are withholding the total wrath of God. Each prayer is a plea for the souls in this lost and dying world. The gospel is being preached. We read in Job 33, 14, For God speaketh once, yet twice, yet man perceiveth it not. The gospel must be preached across the face of the land, and then shall the end come. Therefore, why stand ye idly by? There is much to do in so little time. Shouldn't we be busy about our Father's business, especially in winning souls and preparing them for the coming of our Lord and Savior? Soon time will be no more. Today many find no time for God. If you don't find time or make time now for the Lord, will He find time for you when you need Him the most? In the time we are living, which is a time of uncertainties, including wars, distresses, and perplexities, our foremost attention should be focused upon the Lord, serving Him only without distraction. Paul tells us in Hebrews 10.25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as we see the day approaching. Above the rooftop of a familiar landmark, the Apostolic Faith Church Temple at 1043 Middle Street is a large lighted sign bearing the message, Jesus coming soon. And it is a message and a warning to every believer in Christ Jesus, be ready. And to every unbeliever, prepare yourself to meet him. People throughout the years have mocked and scoffed at the sign. Many are asking where is the promise, fulfilling of his coming. To such skeptics, I simply explain his soon is not our soon. His time is not our time. For one day with the Lord is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises to usward. His promises are yea and amen. Many have also inquired why was the sign with those particular words placed over the rooftop? In a vision the Lord revealed unto the late pastor Charles Lockbaum that such a sign should be erected on the roof of the first permanent structure. Consequently, the sign has thus become the identity of all apostolic faith churches in the Hawaiian Islands and the Philippines. Countless souls have been saved because of that sign, and many more will continue to be saved as well. Despite the present upheavals throughout the world, there is one fact which is certain. The Lord Jesus will return. The passing of each day brings the occurrence of the glorious event that much closer. 
Let us read what Paul writes in Romans 13, 11. And then knowing the time, that now it is high time to wake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. Civilization is crumbling because of sin. Men everywhere are puzzled, knowing not which way to turn to solve their perplexities. However, amidst it are all the promises the Lord remains. I will come again. There will be two appearances at that one coming. The promise of his second event needs to be differentiated from his return in glory to earth. First, he will come for his saints. Second, he will come to the earth to judge the nations. Reading 1 Thessalonians 4, 16, 17. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with his shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. For those of us today living in such difficult times, these are very comforting words indeed. When Jesus returns, he will comfort all those who are born again Christians and looking for him. However, the meeting place will be in the air. And what a meeting it will be, the likes of which is beyond description. The final question is, are you saved so that you will be among the airborne when Jesus arrives? Jesus Christ himself spoke of that wrath to come that is a great tribulation. Let us read in Matthew 24, 21. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. We also read what Paul says in 2 Thessalonians 2, 8 to 12. And then shall the wicked, that wicked, that is Antichrist, shall be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness in, of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but have pleasure in unrighteousness. Yes, viewers, the Lord pleads with you now to accept him and be saved. Should you choose not to ever believe the gospel of the kingdom of God, the self-same gospel he preached, which is the good news that Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes with the Holy Ghost and fire, and Jesus is coming soon, then in the end you will be separated from God forever. It is certainly a complete gospel for soul, body, and spirit, and it will withstand time. How else can you expect to come to God after Jesus has come and the Holy Spirit has been taken away from this earth? I'm sure this is one event that I speak now of the great tribulation that you'll want to avoid. The great tribulation is referred to as the seven years of Jacob's trouble. What a terrible time this is going to be. What is your way of escape, you ask? The answer is simple. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is coming back as king of the earth and judge of the nations, as you read in Revelation 19, 11, 16. And I saw heaven open, and to behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. Yes, he's coming back with his saints to rule and reign over this earth. And you can be one of them by accepting Jesus Christ as your personal savior. And the final event concerning his coming can be likened to the Supreme Court, but in which Christ himself will be the Supreme Judge. He will decide the fate of the wicked dead. This event is also called to as the great white throne judgment. Let us read in Revelation 20, 11 to 15. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. 
and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life. Please know that when you are saved, your names are written in the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to the works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. This is the final judgment. The subjects of the dead, but the redeemed are destined to be raised from among the dead 1,000 years prior to be in glory with Christ for the duration. Thus the dead described can only be the wicked dead, including the sum total of them who will be from the beginning of time to that of the setting of the great white throne judgment. In this life, if you are born twice, you die once. On the other hand, if you are born once, you die twice. This second death is actually eternal death in sin, separation from God. The second death does not mean complete annihilation, but eternal banishment from God's presence. In this case, an ending banishment. I am sure you can recall the story of the rich man and Lazarus recorded in Luke 16, 19-31. One's destiny is determined by the decision which he makes today. Thus we learn of the eternal state of the saved and the predicament or remorse of the unsaved. As for the saved, God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. For the former things are passed away, and to the unsaved, Jesus declares in Matthew 25, 41, Then shall he say unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, he cursed, unto everlasting fire. Prepare for the devil and his angels. So be mindful that the time is short, and time is running out. What kind of Christian should we be? For an illustration, let's take the face of a watch or clock. We should all be like a clock or a good watch and possess an open face. Be like pure gold, quietly busy and full of good works. Finally, we should always be on time for the Lord. Remember, the Lord is never too slow or too fast. He is always on time. We are heading to glory. We close with this message from Luke 21, 25 to 28. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity. The sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. Therefore, we must not forget the past and reach forth into those things which are before. Press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. There is nothing but victory ahead for all of us if we hold fast to the truth and the name of Jesus. We must ring in the new year with a song in our hearts, shout with the voices of triumph, and praise and thank the Lord for all he has done for us in the past and for what he will do in the future. Let us accelerate and possess the blessings and heritage which are ours. This is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hanjuna, wishing you all a very happy new year. We hope and pray that our program has truly been a blessing to you and the perfect way to help you start the new year. If you'd like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review these telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hall of His hands. Closing our program will be the church band, and they will play the song entitled, Hold the Fort.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.